Hey everyone, welcome to She Podcast episode 410. Ah, that's a lot of shows. I'm your host. A lot of shows. With me as always, the ever long-haired Elsie Escobar. And I don't know if the beginning of this conversation will be during this show, but we were talking about hair and hair length and looking at ourselves on camera and how weird it is. So today we have something really interesting to talk to you about. Most of it is going to be about podcast marketing. Before we get into that, though, I just kind of want to call this out, which is it was pretty shocking to me. And you can also pull it up too, Jess, because I put the link in the show notes there. I got it. This Mm -hmm. this link is not going to be in the show notes, people. The link that I shared with Jess right now, which is my Zoom training that I did is not going to be in the show notes because it is for my mentorship people and I'm going to share it with Jess and our membership people later Ooh. on here but but what I wanted to share that with it's it's a it's a tutorial that I did for my e-league which is my mentorship experience and my people and I did it on Zoom. You know, we just came in together. There was really like it was six of us that did the program this time. Five of them showed up. So it was super intimate and I just happened to be there and I like banged out 90 minutes going super in depth on all things video, tech, things to buy, things to up level, minimal viable. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't, it's not really about wow. the training. It's not really about the training, but it's about the what, what Zoom did. Did you click through to the link there, Jess, to see what it did? When you look at that, you'll see... Everything that Zoom did. So now Zoom has all of this AI additions to it. Oh, got it. it. Got it. Mm -hmm. And you can turn it on, I guess. If you want to do it, you can. If you're paying for Zoom, I think. I'm not sure if it's available for people who don't pay for Zoom. I have the regular, whatever the next level account is. Like I pay for Zoom, but I'm not buying all of the, I can't remember how much a month it is. Although I did buy a year and I think it was $140 for Zoom for the year. So now with this AI capability, it does all of these things. It has. So you don't need the other note takers. Yeah, but I was mostly surprised because, yeah, this kind of stuff for a meeting would serve one purpose, which are the note takers, right? Mm -hmm. But what I was really astounded by is anybody who for, for podcasting specific, if you happen to pay for zoom and you record, you connect with your guests using zoom, even Mm -hmm. if you, let's say, or or your co-host using zoom, if you connect, like if you and I decided we wanted to use zoom instead of Streamyard to record our show and see each other, it's amazing because it literally creates time codes, smart chapter marks, a transcription, everything that you would need to kind of do your show notes. And you can ask it questions. It's amazing. So no more need for read or otter. It just does. It just does all the things in there for you. It's different, right? So it's different. If it's your Zoom. You can share this with anybody else. So if you and I were. I'm saying if. If you and I were on your Zoom, could I yeah. do this? Yes, because if we had an, an ongoing thing and you had your own Zoom account and you were using a whatever email address, I would just add you to that and then you would get it. And if you wanted to, 
the only thing that I had seen before was the summary that Zoom gives you, which isn't the best, but sometimes for meetings, it's great because it actually does give you action items and it gives you like high level summaries of the things that we discussed. But mm-hmm. with this, the the way that the reason that I'm talking about it is not so much about meetings and action items for work. I'm thinking about it as a process for anybody who is a beginner podcaster and they decided, you know what, I'm going to stick to Zoom. I know Zoom. I'm going to do my interview show and or my co-hosted show on Zoom and I'll just do that and you'll have it. It's awesome. I just took an amazing You're trolling me. You're trolling me. As you're explaining this, I scrubbed it a little and found a screenshot of you that's giving va- Fontaine vibes from Les Mis. <laughs> Do you know who Fontaine is? Yes. Also, okay, just, I, sure. just people listen. My own co-host is trolling me as we are recording. Personally, like not I even am. publicly, personally, like she's texting my face I know, I'm t- and my, <laughs> yes. Anyway. I'm sorry, but it's funny. That is it you is as Fontaine in Les Miserables. It's me, except You're that there's too much makeup on my face. Speaking of disheveled, you have a lot of makeup on your, what's with all the makeup? First of all, that's very over makeup for you. I had a, a live event that I did prior to this. So I went from doing a live to doing a training. So it, looks it was like, like you stepped off the, the stage, like a theater stage. Yeah, I had a lot of makeup. I put theater makeup. live. Yeah, I had a lot of makeup on for that. But, but anyway, anyway, I don't mean to interrupt the the glory that is Zoom. And did you say that it's an add-on? Or no, I said nothing. I It literally is in there. I think you just have to turn it on and accept it. Oh, really? Yeah. If you're on Zoom at the bottom, it says like AI summary, AI something or other. And so if Mm -hmm. you turn it on, I'm assuming because I never told it to do all the things it did in the recording. So I was like, how amazing is it to do a training and to be Mm -hmm. able to send people a link? That is the, The thing was 90 minutes long for them to literally just scroll through and find the part where I was talking about lighting or the part where I was talking about cords and connectors and cables. And I love that. Yeah, it's, it's so great. great. And I don't know what these highlight things are. Like you can highlight stuff. I don't know if you can like export and or clip. Like now you can clip portions of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like you highlight the thing and then and then it stays there highlighted. And you can, yeah, you can... J- I don't know about clip, but you can. No, you, you can download. clip it. I'm telling you. I am telling you, you can clip it. On my end of it, you can clip, but I haven't clipped. I don't know what the, cl- I don't know what that feature does. So I don't know if it like you clip it mm. and you can export a piece of the video. I don't know. Or mm-hmm. if it's, but it there's a section in you in YouTube, in Zoom that has a little thing that says clips. And so I was like, wow. So they've really upped their game, people. Give it a go. Turn on the robot for wh- a couple of your recordings if you want to do it. See what happens. And uh, maybe it'll be a really good for if you're working with an editor, even if you are recording locally on your side, to be able to send time codes to them easier and say, like, start at, you know, 3512 or cut whatever part out or I don't know. So it's it's very smart. And so That's Patrick... Amazing that you still buy Zoom because you feel like you need it for backup, which you never need. So you now have something that's going to help you get things 
done faster, I guess. Summary, quotes, things that were said in the podcast that you want to really highlight. All of those things. It's pretty amazing. Wow, you can create clips in Zoom too, like in the Zoom account, which I happen to... I just said that. It's just funny because I just said that. And then you went like, oh, look, you can create clips. That's what I was talking no, about. No, Elsie. I saw it in two places. In the recording you gave me, you said you highlighted a piece and you're not sure if you can clip it. And then I said, I meant it's on the sidebar in the Zoom account clips, which is separate That's from the meeting. what I told you. I said, I've seen the clips. I haven't tested it yet. I don't know if they show up in that clip area yet. I haven't created a clip because it tells you create clip for me on that screen. Tell me about the area. I thought I was being innovative by telling you about it. (laughs) I mean, you get all mad. Like I say, I know sometimes I say things you just said, but usually it's because I'm, I'm digging into the thing you've showed me and I'm, and I'm like, I hear you mention it and I'm like, oh, wait, I got to I got to look at that. And then I look at it and then I misunderstand what you say. I'm sorry. So, by the way, that is my life here at home. Like I am the Jessica here at my house because I do that all the time. And my whole family gets so pissed off at me. So it, it has to be an ADHD thing. It is. But I'm paying attention. I mean, my attention is nowhere else but on you. But I just happened to like when I opened your meeting and then I saw the highlight and then I don't know, like I wanted to click and see how I turn it on so that I could know how to turn it on as you were telling me. And yeah, like pieces get splayed yeah. like this in my, you know, and it's like some pass the ear and some go right in. Don't get mad, though. But yeah, no, but that's what my family feels. So I, I can empathize with my family because they do that all the time. They, they go, mom, mom. We just said that and everybody rolls their eyes and I feel like, oh. Well, how did you miss it though? Were you not paying attention? I'm paying attention. Well, it's because of that. I get caught up on a one thing that's being said on the detail Mm -hmm. and I go, oh, Mm -hmm. that's really, and then I go down that rabbit hole and I kind of, in parallel of the discussion, I'm also figuring it out and they're telling me what it is. And so then I go, oh, look, it has clips. And they're like, we've been talking about clips this whole time. But you, know you were That's doing exactly it what it is. Own. You've sent me down a rabbit hole and now <laughs> I'm discovering it. Because you're right. It always happens when you're explaining tech to me. This is why you're exactly right. It doesn't happen during any other kind of conversation. I don't think. Only some. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Sometimes if I'm looking does. at something else, I will often. Yeah, I, I don't trail off, but like. Yeah, I my brain does start to multitask against my will. I have no control over it. So here's the thing. It's not against the subject matter. So whenever I do things like that, at least at home, it's mm-hmm. in parallel to or in addition to what we're talking about. So if we're yeah. talking about getting the Thanksgiving recipes or dinner together or shopping, I'm multitasking everything that has to do with Thanksgiving execution. Whereas Mm -hmm. what Randy and the family are talking about is what time we're leaving the house to go shopping to Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what they're talking about. That's what we're deciding. That's what's been shared with me. But I'm already, 
I already have like, okay, I need to go to the supermarket and I have to buy these things that I have to do with Thanksgiving and I need to get there by 11 o'clock and I have to do this thing. And then I turn around and go like, so what time are we leaving for Thanksgiving? And, and they're like, uh, we, that is the past 20 minutes has been discussion and outline of when we're leaving. Scott does this to me, but it's not <laughs> rabbit hole. It's I'll talk to him. He'll acknowledge me. And then within five minutes, he'll ask me the same question as if it never happened. And I think, well, first I thought he was losing his mind, but now I think he's, his brain is being lazy. Cause I go, think we just talked about this. What did I say? And he'll go, Oh, you said we were leaving at six. And I was like, thank you. Oh, uh, well, see, I totally missed it because it's like, I get it. You and I, it I will go like, I missed yeah. it completely. Like I will agree, but I'm already in a parallel discussion Universe. about yeah. the, about the thing though. Right. Right. About the thing. Yeah. I'm not like doing something else. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, you guys, for those of you who are recording on Zoom, tell me what you think about those tools. I yeah. think that those are amazing. And uh, I love the fact that Zoom is taking such steps. Another platform that you might already be using that is now offering this type of functionality as well is Dropbox. Dropbox is also offering yes. transcription on the side. All it offers things. CC captions. What I haven't seen, I haven't really dove in there to see like what are some other things that it can do. But what they are really optimizing for is they've figured out that there's a lot of people who are collaborating on media, on production possibly, and are uploading their audio and video files to Dropbox in order to work on a project together. And they've started to really work on how to do that with each other and provide people tools to do that. So if you happen to have an editor that has been working with you either for video or audio, check it out and see if there's anything that can really streamline your workflow and being able to give feedback to somebody to cut the video at this time or whatever and make notes because now you have that, which is bizarre that it's all in there. Speaking of new things that are being offered, did you know that AI somewhere out there, wait, let me tell you what it's called. There's an AI jingle maker. You can just make jingles. Mm. It's AI jinglemaker.com it sounds like a funny name like dinglehopper it does <laughs> you can just yep 10 seconds to generate a jingle and i'm not doing i'm not meaning to do a commercial for this but i mean what will they think of next you know what i'm saying speaking of ai because i think that this yeah, they have all kinds into... of new yeah you can make your own customized gpt they're calling yeah it. you can i think that that's something that's pretty interesting um it's, it's really sort of like the you know how uh you use searchy and you have all of the things in searchy yeah so now it can browse the web analyze data generate images and you can create one under there's a new piece called explore you know it's amazing that it can do all these different things and yet you can't put your chats in a file in a folder do you know what i'm what saying like i have an endless supply of things i've asked it to do on the left side and no way yeah. of organizing them to like from like you know like i'd love to be able to organize like my own personal nonsense i've tried versus emails i asked it to write versus marketing campaigns versus web copy just for starters and i can't organize it's all 
chronological. Chronological, yeah. I think that that is why there are people who create ways in which you can have that API and or are using the guts of chat GPT for you to be able to do that. So that I'm sure that exists, but mm-hmm. it's a third party tool. You don't go into open AI and doing do it that way, you know? Right. So in that respect, I, I get that. But I think folks, this is something that I have uh, right after it was announced, I've kind of been sitting with this because I do feel it's going to be a game changer and whoever takes steps um, as a creator and or marketer to learn this way to create your own personal GPTs is going to be a little bit ahead of the curve as we move into 2024, because the team over at OpenAI has actually made this incredibly easy and to be able to do this on your own. And so you don't Mm -hmm. have to make these GPTs public. They can be a private thing that you do for yourself. Like you could do data points. You can add, you know, reports of your web traffic, of your podcast mm-hmm. numbers, if there was a way to be able to do that. Because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, what if you could export your download numbers and just like the data, right? The analytics that you have and shove them in there and ask your own personal GPT to give you a personalized prognostication of, possible growth of download numbers in the future, you know, all of that stuff. And I think the other thing that's really good is that once you do upload this data to your personal things that you start, there's a little check mark so that it keeps it away from the general information going out there. Right. So that is also a thing. And you, you know, mark every, I think every business, every part of your job can have a GPT Mm-hmm. to answer questions for you. I was just thinking about processes. Can you imagine if you have like yeah. operations and you can upload all of the operations and then if you have a new person that comes in to work for you, you could go like, here's my operational GPT, ask it questions and it'll spit out. I don't know how to publish the episode. And it'll go right. step one, two, three, four, five. These are the things you need to do. Yeah. Um, also, I just found one just separately that I didn't see before. If you're in ChatGPT and you go under the second notch down explore, it gives you a list of the ones that they've created just as an example of what you can create. And I just happened to see sous chef. I'll give you recipes based on the foods you love and ingredients you have. And then as an example, here's a picture of my fridge. What should I make? What? What? It's amazing. I would love that so much. I mean, especially if it knows what I have in the fridge. Like, it's the dream. Yeah. The other thing I want to know is, like, like someone just wrote, um, and I can't tell who you are because it says Facebook user. I'm sorry. But it says, I'm excited about the larger information, amount of information you can upload. And I am, too. But I do want to know, like, okay, say you have an, an ebook. You haven't written an ebook, but you have an ebook about something. Can you upload that ebook? Can you upload those slides? Can you upload other people's information and then ask it questions about that information? Because that just opens up a whole new yes. level of education. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I mean, just talk about skipping. Oh, hi, Cheryl. Talk about Cheryl. skipping to the end, though. You know, like well, you don't have to read a book. Just be like, tell me what what I need. What do I need to know? How, how do yeah, I- it's um. I think that it does as obviously 
With great power comes great responsibility. You are highly depending on the honor system with human beings. That is a big mistake. Oh, my God. Well, see, you can always see the nefarious reasons and ways that people are going to be using this information. I mean, because and how you can have. Yeah. And I'm not talking about cheating. Well, also, what do you call? I don't think it's right to cheat on a test, but I do think it's cool if someone, you know, if you have a PDF of an audio book that you don't feel like reading the whole thing of to just mm -hmm. like upload it and be like, okay, you know what I mean? It's already happening I, for a lot of think about it from the, from that, because my people are going to figure out how to do all of the work without having to do the work. Yeah. So there has to be another way to be able to discern and get that information and disseminate that information out. Also, you really do have to get to the source of the deep learning, right? Because I would say, please don't hate me, educational people. Here we go. Patrick is Six, a teacher. I know. So, well, he was. He was a teacher. Okay. So. I would say 60 to 70% of the things that are being taught are busy work that just no teach shit. the kids how that. to, well, yeah, to do like, to teach them how to fill out homework, do tasks and do papers and things. But in all honesty, how many of those people actually retain the information that they were meant to retain to move forward? I have a comment on this. Okay. If you want to know how much information you've retained, here's what you do. Download the New York Times crossword puzzle app and attempt to do it. And I'm not saying you will fail. You will not fail. This is how I know I've retained information because sometimes it asks me a question and I have no clue the answer. But for whatever reason, I know it starts with an E. So mm -hmm. I'll put E and it's right. And I'll go, oh. And then, it, you know, it kind of gives me a clue. And somewhere in my brain is this information. But it's like, it's questions like osmosis. Like where you're like this, you know, the, the process of something becoming something else. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. You know, based on how many letters. I mean, I'm just saying you do retain more than you think. But because I'm often impressed by my breadth of knowledge that I know based on the New York Times crossword puzzle. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying <laughs> it's random shit. That I have no business knowing that I somehow remember because I learned it in class somewhere at some point. I think my point of that is that knowing and doing what you're doing with the crossword, crossword puzzle is more about in the way that you would go work your body out outside and stay strong. That's what that yeah, does. It makes right, your brain... Yes malleable and do the stuff. Now, let's get back to the reason that I'm saying what I'm saying. What isn't being taught and it's something we all need to be able to do is mm, the things sorry. that like with my kid right now, I need to get May to be able to make her food. I need to be able to have them organize and be able to know, oh, I'm going to have to really Make sure that I have to prepare. I have to do a rehearsal. I need to be able to memorize my play's lines yeah. because it, I have an output, right? I thought you were going to say organize and memorize homework and stuff because that's what I'm working on with Isaac. Is I need him to have the skill of knowing what he needs to do every day and having the material. Yeah, it, that skill is for making sure that you show, you show like you could translate that showing mm. up to on time to your work. 
making sure that you're accountable to the people that you're working with. Like those are like life skills, right? Being Mm -hmm. able to know, oh my God, I have $40 in the bank. I need to be able to not buy that $50, whatever. For them to be able to figure that that is life skills that they need to know. That chat GPT can't really teach you. It can give you a checklist of how to work towards that, maybe. But it's not, you have to do that. You got to live it. If I was 12 and I had chat GPT, I'm pretty sure the most common thing I would ask it is how do I get a boy to like me? Because that's the only fucking thing I cared about from like 11 to, I mean, what day is it? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) From 11 to, (laughs) from 11 to, uh, let's say 14. I think I've probably figured it out by 14, 15 or how to get a boy's attention, or how to get a friend to be nicer to you, or how to know right. someone's a real friend. I'm just trying to think of the application. I would still would never do real-life applicational stuff, but it's interesting that you say that because they these are the things that like you can teach them, but sometimes they don't learn. They don't no. want to learn. They don't care about learning it. Like, no. like Nate can cook. Emily could not cook ever, never, ever. Isaac refuses to learn how to tie his shoes, but he can make a beautiful plate of scrambled eggs. Right. So what are you going to do? So you're saying use it for, how are you going to use it to teach Hunter about what she needs for her productions and lines and plays and stuff? There's no reason at this point for that to happen. You know, they don't, they don't have it in front of them. But I, what I do feel that for the ADHD brain, be- mm-hmm. it is really great because mm-hmm. it is. we have a vision. Like, at least for me, I have a vision as to an execution of a project. The ideas and the creativity come really quick. I see connections. I see what needs to happen. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like a big old download. But Mm -hmm. I cannot take that first step. Hmm. Taking that first step is like the most overwhelming thing ever because then I get caught up with the little things. Like the way that you're doing right now with your chairs, you're literally not ordering the chair because you have... All of this minutiae that you're focusing in on the time, like, wait, do do I want it to turn? Do I want it to like, what color? I don't know. And so it becomes overwhelming when you really just need to order it. Like you need to get the chair. Right. And so that's what happens. 10 or 20 years ago, I would have just gone to Staples, picked, pointed at a chair and brought it home. But now that I have Amazon overstock target, I mean, Amazon really is the worst because it will offer you the chair that you want in a thousand colors. It is. It's like, it's like, free, what's it called? Buyer's. It's not buyer's remorse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I like that. You're, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I get stuck easily. But uh, to me, much. I get stuck on that too. And sometimes I just need a kick in the pants to be able to have it set up so that I can just get in there. Chat GPT at times will do that because what tends to happen is I'm in the middle of sometimes I'm writing something like, you know, this I told you that I'd replaced you. (laughs) I'm in the middle of writing something and then I'm like, wait, there's a word. What's the word? Oh, my God. And then I sit there and I and I usually either I used to text you about an idea that I I had and I didn't know what word it was. 
But mm-hmm. now <laughs> I, I will write exactly what's in my head. How do you say if you really want to reach something, but then you really don't want to reach it? And it does. It's not this. It's that. And then I'll just type my thought and it'll go, oh, the word that you're looking for is blah. And I'm like, yes, that's it. And so I mean, it certainly does work faster than my brain, for sure, because I'll be like, I'll have to guess for before I'm like, oh, you mean this? Yes, exactly. So it's really so in that respect, it's very, very helpful to be able to to do things like that. And I do appreciate that. Also, I'm still in the process of doing that. And it's very challenging. I have to create a resume for my mentee and She's been sending me all of the high level things that she's done at a job. And I just listened to a podcast episode where they walk through how to create a really great resume using chat GPT. Cause I would have to sit there and go, how do I make this into an actionable bullet point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can just say like, these are the skills, make it into an actionable bullet point. Boom spits it out and then I can streamline the the output, right? I'm not going to just get the copy paste. So, and also the other thing that Chad GPT just did for me that I would have been unable to do in the time limit that I had is that I was Mm -hmm. asked to present very time focused presentations in Spain, in Mm -hmm. Spanish. And I really quick, created my presentations in English. Mm -hmm. Like I just wrote them down in a doc and I would just really quickly translate them, copy paste it, clean up the Spanish, make it mine. Boom. Done. Like I didn't have to, like it, obviously it still took time for me to do that because I had to create the slides and all that stuff. But it was so like, I was, I would have never been able to do that. Not because I don't speak Spanish, but because the amount of Spanish words that I would have had mm-hmm. to look up that didn't exist when I grew up. Like, I don't know how to say things like hard drive or attribution or dynamic right. ads or, you know, progressive downloads. Like, right. Because <laughs> how would you, right. No one's talking to about that to an eight-year-old in El Salvador. So no. Why, why would you? And nor did it exist. How to say that. Right, right, right. It didn't right. exist, right? So right. it's just like, how do you even say that? So in that respect, I ha- and of course, I would have to double check, right? So I would have the whole thing and I would still check my work and I would still reach out and I would make sure that that's the appropriate word. But it really helped me to be able to really get my ideas down on paper in a completely different language and help me sound like I knew what I was talking about from a technical perspective. That's awesome. Do you remember the first time I needed to express something to my new cleaning crew? I don't use ChatGPT, but I don't think Google, it was years ago, and I don't think ChatGPT was like a, it definitely wasn't a thing, but I had to call Elsie and ask her to tell them. Yeah, you did. I remember that. I was like, what is happening? Because I remember... You were like, here, you put me on. She just, I, but also she was El Salvadorian, I think. So that helped because I was just like, because I didn't even know if it was, I yeah. mean, Spanish is Spanish, but I mean, I'm sure there's nuances. Yeah. I was like, I need to tell her to take the stuff. And if they want anything, you know, it was just way beyond my ability to speak Spanish. And now I just type it into my phone and then show her the Spanish version. And she says, oh, okay. I would really just like to learn Spanish, but 
you know, it's not in my routine. Like I'm sure there's, you know, there's Duolingo and there's apps for it, but like, I don't know when I would do it piece by piece, but I would love to learn Spanish and be fluent in it, but I'm barely fluent in my own language. I'm just kidding. Nope. I mean, I mean, in terms of that thing, it's like, it's very helpful. And like, I, I mean, yeah. even for things like with my kids right now, something that I has been really helpful too, is that if I'm helping them do homework of something that they're doing, and especially as it like if it has to do with like history, this has happened with May. She's doing mm-hmm. history and she's doing like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of history I cannot remember, like in ter- a very specific, you know, how specific history was <laughs> mm-hmm. or is. And so they're doing they were doing American history. So if there's a question I don't know the answer to and she has to watch a video to do it and we're both working towards I'm not going to sit there and watch the video. So then like I will go into ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> and I will ask the question. Ah, I'm like, so that That's way, right. when I go watching with her, I can guide her to find the answer on her own versus just, mm-hmm. you know, and I can that way I can go. I can go like, oh, listen, they're talking about the captain of the boat. What's the guy's name? Do you know what I mean? That's kind of rotten. But I mean, a Why good shortcut, a good shortcut because you aren't. Why would I have to relearn? Well, obviously, it's not relearning if you don't know it in the first place. Well, that's what Are I'm saying. Relearning? Like, there's a lot of stuff that I forgot. There's no way I can remember some of this stuff. There's no way. You'd be surprised. But I, I hear what you're saying. Just yeah. try the crossword. The crossword puzzle would be like me trying to play Pictionary. Is that what that is? Where somebody's like, when you have to act it out. Like the thing that's charades. Pictionary is where you have to draw the thing, which is okay, even so worse than charades. You should probably could be good do, at charades. I would do charades really well. I would be the person. Like I could be the yes. person who does the charades. Acting. I would right. not be the good person to answer because you the know word who would be a good teammate never. for you during charades? Me. Because I know yes. how you think. And you would see me, yeah, but I would never. I could not be the other way. Like I would always have to be acting it out. I wouldn't be able to guess. You don't think the answer? No, because just the time pressure would render me deer in headlights. Like I think we should test it. Where's the charade? No, no, no. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna do it right now. I'm gonna act something out. No, you have to guess. No, it's like her worst nightmare. It is my worst nightmare, other than improv. Oh my God, Patrick, we could do it. Let's, we should totally do a round of charades mm-hmm. live. I think it would be fun. I agree. But we do Let's need, I think, now. a third. No, no, no. I think we need a third person of some kind that needs to keep the score because yeah, they keep we time can't, and score. And score, yeah. Cause we can't mm-hmm. do all the things, mm-hmm. but we, we definitely have to do that. Yeah. We could do Zoom charades. That seems like it would be easy. Zoom charades. Yeah, like because you have teams, same as you do. Usually, when you're playing charades, you have teams. You and I would be on a team, whether you're acting it out or if I'm acting it out. And then you have to go against another team who does the same thing, and whoever guesses the most wins. Oh, but then how would we? I guess we would both have to go at the same time. That would be really interesting. I think it would be fun. We yeah. should definitely check out to see how to do Zoom charades. Charades, I can do Pictionary. I am the worst hand artist i know i can't draw a fucking thing that anybody would ever guess maybe a horse because they got the long a nose horse. but that's about it well because you know they have a long nose and four feet and that's not that hard but everything else is difficult 
Yeah, you yes. would need to be able to private, private message, message the word. The words. That's right. That's true. So I think that that would be because somebody has to be the moderator and they would mm-hmm. private message it to the people and go, go. I hear a retired teacher volunteering to do that. <laughs> Who could that be, Patrick? Um. <laughs> that would oh my be God. so fun. It would be. But I'm not sure if it would be so fun for people listening to a podcast episode of charades. Hmm. I don't think Maybe, that would I don't be- know. I mean, it would be on video. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Just watch the video. Right. But this is being repurposed for audio. So true. But now in Spotify, you can all blowed both and have both as part of your podcast. If you are on Spotify for podcasters. That's right. If you're on megaphone. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. can you publish to the other platforms? I don't know. Probably. Uh, you have the RSS I feed. I don't think you have. I don't think you can. I think you can. I might special episode. That's funny. A very special episodes of charades. I think that that would be hilarious. I would be up for it. And it would be really, who would we be going up against? I mean, that doesn't matter. Could be anybody. I did hear your 80s. It it has to be interesting and fun. Mm. Like it has to be somebody who's exciting. Yeah, Audio would just be us cracking up and trying to explain what the hell we're doing. You know, what would be funny is if we did charades and you started acting and then I give a play by play like a sports caster and I'm just like, she's doing this thing with her arms. I don't know what it is. People, I don't know. (laughs) It's rolling. She's rolling them. Help me. Help me. What could this be? (laughs) That would be really funny. We should start doing that. Just oh my for God. fun, I think we could do that. Just for I think fun. we All could right, do anyway. that for fun. Yes, we should. I can't believe it's in fifty-seven minutes. We did not talk about podcast marketing. Those of you who are listening for that, <laughs> I apologize. We can do it next episode because it's going to be good. And regardless, I want you guys to we're going to drop it in the link in the show notes so that you guys can read all about it now, and then we can dive deep as we come back. But Jeremy ends um, is the mastermind around marketing trends. For Mm -hmm. a survey, and we participated in getting as many people as we could to sign up for the survey. And he coalesced so much information in here. He had 521 respondents, 30 million plus cumulative downloads, 31K cumulative episodes. So that's the data that was um, that he was able to move from. And he talks through so much incredible information in this. It is going to blow your mind. By the way, the team over at Podcast Marketing Academy did a phenomenal job at putting all this stuff up on the website because the graphics, the way that they laid out the data, like all of this stuff is amazing. We are going to come back to it because it does merit a full episode of this that we can definitely chat about. But here's a caveat for both all of you who are going to possibly read about it and or look at it and all of this stuff. It is both eye-opening and it's going to help you know, oh my gosh, I was right. At least for me and ter- as a as a podcasting coach, consultant, mentor, the the things that I've told all of the people that I've worked with, I feel 100% validated in my advice. But it is also equally depressing. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Because it is very depressing. It's very depressing. Because you're going to see that basically marketing a podcast 
is exceedingly hard and mm-hmm. there is no one solution. And no. the only way for you to actually make a dent in growing your podcast downloads is to invest in marketing, buy ads. Yeah. That's it's it. sad, but it's true. I think you're right. And it doesn't look like any practices here, meaning like any, there is not one thing that you're going to like, oh my God, I'm now going to do an email newsletter. I'm now going to do more audiograms. I'm going to be on social. I'm go- there is not one thing that is like, I'm, I've been missing out. <laughs> I've been missing out putting, not putting that stuff there. So yeah. 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 And what I really love about it is that he broke it down into big shows, you know, shows that have six figures a month, Mm -hmm. all the way down to the the most of us. And he also broke down high growth trends, mid growth trends, low growth trends and negative Mm -hmm. growth trends because he called it out that there's a lot of podcasts that are getting smaller. Ooh. Hey, hey, tell me, just so that I know, give me a little preview. Where do audiograms fall in those categories? Is it the help you grow or don't help you grow category? I mean, it probably doesn't say, I guess. It doesn't it give it you- specifics. It doesn't have specifics there. It has, what's interesting there is that they do have, there's a section at the bottom that says what works and what doesn't for podcast growth. And Mm -hmm. it would drop on social media, right? So social media, it says they're based on 463 answers. 54% said social media is most effective, but also at the same time, 18% said it was least effective. I can't wait to hear the rest of this. Yeah. So then, I mean, you got to look at all this stuff, podcast guesting, had the next highest, which was at 23%, but it also had the most, the least effective, which was at 6%. So it's just personal is what we're learning. It's just different for different people then, if that's true, right? Yeah. I'm going to just read you the last part before we really break it down in the next episode, if we can do it. You guys keep us accountable because Jess and I's brain is not really into it. Sometimes we can't anchor, but this is the way that it like, This is an overall, the last thing that he wrote on this report, which is, again, really dense. This is directly from there. Quote, one last thing before we close this thing out. There will Mm -hmm. always be trends and commonalities that seem to define the biggest and highest growth shows. But there will always also be outliers. There's no way, one way to grow a show. No one format, topic, or strategy. So don't be afraid to buck the trend and experiment with wacky, scrappy, and unorthodox marketing strategies that no one else is doing. They Mm. won't always work, but every now and then they win big. As with all marketing, the only way to find out is to test it. So keep testing and share with us what you've learned for the next year's report. We'll do the same. Deal? So part of it, folks, is obviously it's what we teach most of the time. There's no one way, exactly what you were just mentioned, Jessica. But Mm -hmm. the other aspect of it is that one thing that every single person who is listening to this episode right now needs to understand and do, in fact, for their marketing for next year is find a way to quantify 
what your actions are actually delivering to you about podcast growth. You cannot just like go like, I just put it on social. I just throw it out. I just do. How do you know where people are coming from? How do you know if people are taking action? How do you know you have new lists? Where did they come from? How did it grow? Right. What happened? Because if you can't tell where they're going, how how are you even going to do it again? Mm. Like you, you can't. Patrick says, don't go on a months long hiatus. I lost half my audience. Ooh. Oh, that's not good. Did you now, though? Half your audience. It's because podcasters are almost fully dependent on the sequential, you know, on the episodic nature of the shows. I've known that for a long time, right? That they that they listen because it's weekly or daily or monthly or whatever. Like they. Yeah, I don't. Going on a long I hiatus. kind of don't think that. I think that there's also a difference as it pertains to technical stuff. Meaning, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Patrick. I don't want to like burst a bubble here, but there's a possibility that audience wasn't really your audience. Well, also next time, just do reruns. <laughs> but you know but saying? you know what it is though because he talked about it in the por- podcast marketing thing he was talking about you know people who are doing programmatic and people who are doing mm-hmm. dynamic ad insertion and making mm-hmm. their money based like you know about that stuff especially yeah. with the larger podcast cuz that's how they're making yeah. the money and yeah. do you remember what um the the fancy JLD told you to do in order to double my downloads, I should take my hour-long show and make it two half-hour-long shows that week. Exactly. And that's and the- I mean, that's m- math-wise, he's not wrong. Exactly. And so let me call this out. That's but exactly what... The- no, no. That's exactly what the big guys are doing. So what? they are splitting it out to get more downloads because they need more stuff out there. So that's what they're doing. That's why they're publishing more. They're publishing more episodes so that they can get more ad slots, but their audience is not growing. No, of course not. But the ad inventory is. And yet here they are saying they get 2000 a week instead of 1000 a week. And it's not 2000 a week. It's the same thousand people listening. Right. But, the ad inventory is paying for that. I know. Okay, that so that's dumb, what I'm saying. But smart, no, it's but dumb. Well, well, it's not dumb. It's because it's actually getting them paid. But I the know. key problem was not solved, which is right. their audience isn't growing. That's Even right. if you're like a three thousand downloads per episode, thirty thousand downloads per episode per month, whatever, mm-hmm. the audience is not growing. In fact, it's shrinking. So they have to do that so they can fill the inventory and be able to provide advertisers with more inventory, but the audience is still the same. So even with us, it it doesn't matter. So that's what I'm saying. And part, oh, so the other thing is, Patrick, the possibility, it's not inflation, Patrick. I think it's, there was a change also in the way that Apple Podcast downloads episodes and it was automatically downloading things to people's devices. So it might cause a diminishing of some episodes not being automatically downloaded for people who haven't listened yet. So meaning it'll show up on their feed, but because you've been gone for so long, it turned off that automatic download feature within 
iOS 17 and it's not forced downloading. So like people are, are still like they would have to download your show so that or and or listen. Right. So that 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 would show up versus before when you were doing it like weekly, weekly, it was automatically downloading it to their device Mm -hmm. and you didn't and they may or may not listen to the show, but it was on their device. So that might might have happened. I don't know. Might might have happened. But that is yeah. and uh, that's what happens sometimes w- with that, which means that it's this the same people are getting your stuff, they're just not actively pushing the play right. in the thing. So Right. Anywho. Weird stuff. But we will talk about more next week. For now, we've talked to you for over an hour and yes. that's when Elsie starts to twitch. So, I let's go ahead and wait. She faded to black. <laughs> there was nothing we could do. <laughs> <laughs> Just nothing we could do. Anyway, let us know what you think about the podcast marketing we talked about already. Feedback at shepodcast.com. And also what you've used ChatGBT for so far. I'd love to know. Mm-hmm. Send that to feedback at shepodcast. I hope that email address is working. I've not seen any emails from feedback at sheepiegas.com. Have you checked? Somebody send us a test email and just see if it's even working because I thought it was, but now I don't know. Have you checked though? Like when's the last time you actually checked from the subject matter, from the subject? They forward to me. So I usually can see who it's, yeah, I can usually see who it's from and who it's to. And I'm, I don't know that I've noticed any feedback lately. Yeah. Thank you, Cheryl. E- email us. Yeah. So let us know what you're using chat GPT for so far. Let us know if you're coming to our event, our live event, our last live event, which is going to be Orlando, January 24th and 25th, right before PodFest. Go to ShePodcast.com slash SPL. It is one room, all interactive workshops. It's going to be amazing. We also have a welcome party for networking, and we're also doing the Sonic Bloom Awards. So um, buying a ticket to that event will give you a ticket to that event. Yay, Cheryl will be there. That's one reason to come right there. Just come just for that reason. Cheryl, just Cheryl, there. Cheryl. Yay. And also Elsie. So excited. She'll and yes, there. I'm so I'm excited about doing some of my hands-on workshops in there. So I have mm-hmm. some exciting things that um, I'll be doing there that are yep. very Elsie. And I promise you will get so much out of the stuff that I'm doing for y'all. All All right. Thank you guys so much. Find us on all the socials at She Podcast. Obviously, our website is ShePodcast.com. And we are so delighted that you joined us today, both on video and in audio. Thank you so much. We love you. Mean it. Bye.